The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. It's time to close the week with a song, and coming in to do so with me is my co-captain from Old Space Show, Mr. Jim Dietz. Well, hello. Hi. Wow, this is a whole different studio here. Yep, you're in Studio B. Nicely nicely appointed here. Nice green room, too. Very cool. Awesome. Yeah, you've been on the show for over a year, a lot of Old Space Show episodes, and no music video till now. Wow. I finally graduated. Thanks, boss. You have finally graduated. <laughs> One day you'll do feature film. It's all wow. it's all good. Oh, I'm working my way up. <laughs> working my way up there. Judas Priest, Breaking the Law, is the second single from their sixth album, 1980's British Steel, which also featured Living After Midnight yeah. and Banger. United. Yeah, so that album peaked on the U.S. Billboard 200 at number 34 and number four on the U.K. charts. Uh, Breaking the Law was number 12 on the UK singles charts. The album certified platinum in the United States, selling over 1 million copies. Uh, and its legacy, the song was number 40 on VH1's Greatest Metal Songs and number 12 on uh, Greatest Hard Rock Songs of All Time mm. in 2009 by VH1. Jim, are you a Judas Priest fan? Well, in the early 80s, I was on the punk rock side of things rather than the heavy metal side of things. But as heavy metal bands go, I always liked Judas Priest and the, the harder bands as opposed to the hair metal bands of the 80s. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, this was I, this. I think this is Screaming for Vengeance, probably my favorite Judas Priest albums. Gotcha. So. Yeah, I, I wasn't like my I think I first I knew songs, but I didn't know who they were. But I first they cursed for me because. Well, younger came into fruition because of uh, Beavis and Butthead. Did you break the law? Mm-hmm. Break the law, and right, right. talked about Judas Priest there, so that they came into my consciousness a little bit more. And looking back at them, then um, I can't say like I like I like Judas Priest music. I like what they kind of like stood for and did, like the the vibe and stuff. I would I can't say I was like really big cool. Judas Priest fan. I'd be a poser if I was saying that, and I'm not going to, but. I bring them here too because I, you know, I don't have to be a big fan of a band to bring them here or anything. But uh, the, this week on the show, we aired part two of the Hell's Bells documentary, which you, Jim, recommended and totally oh, well. paved the way for what uh, the products of the Panic series is going to be. So thank you for that. Uh, oh, no but problem. Judas Priest was one of the uh, most notable figureheads in the Satanic Panic era for musicians and metal uh, because they went to trial for actually, this I, bullshit. I do, yeah. yeah they actually they had, had a civic, civil action. There were these uh, two guys, a 20-year-old James Vance mm-hmm. and uh, 18-year-old Raymond Belkamp, and they uh, they shot themselves. And uh, Belkamp died and Vance uh, uh, injured himself, but then died a few years later from uh, uh, complications of the injuries. But the, uh, the lawsuit alleged they were listening to 
uh, the Judas Priest album Stained Glass, or Stained Class, I'm sorry. And then uh, that one of their songs, Better By You, Better By Me, had uh, the subliminal message of do it in there. And they were trying to prove that that caused them to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. So, And it got thrown out because the judge was mm-hmm. like, nah, you're bullshit. And it was also, yeah. it got thrown out because there was like the McMartin trials and stuff were getting thrown out at this time. Like it was all right. coming to an end here. Uh, because the uh, the white people were getting scared of rap music, so there was changing their focus uh, where, where they were <laughs> we at. We weren't scared of metal anymore. Right. Plus, there had been a shift, in, a shift in metal over the 80s, too. At the early 80s, metal was, like, really hard. And I, Gather around, children. Let me tell you about the 80s. There was, yeah. a, big, uh, there was a big schism in, in metal at that point. There was the, the quote-unquote hard metal, right, which was, you know, band, bands like Black Sabbath, uh, uh, um, um Judas Priest, uh, um, uh, Iron Maiden, uh, mm-hmm. Motor Motorhead, uh, groups like that, and then there was hair metal, which was super popular on MTV in the '80s, which were bands like Poison and Rat and any other long-haired band that wore more makeup than most people do. So there was a big, you know, dichotomy there. And by the end of the, the this period, by 1990, when this trial had happened, like you said, at the beginning of the '80s, heavy metal was like a, a threat. You know, was the PMRC and all that satanic panic, as you mentioned. By the 1990, as you mentioned, everything had shifted over to NWA and you know, gangster rap and uh, heavy metal was like safe and kind of, you know, just kind of uh, quaint and on the way out at, at that point. Yeah, yeah, it's cra- it's just crazy, and the, the whole, I mean, just the whole bullshit, like trying to blame. I mean, this stuff doesn't go away. I mean, Marilyn Manson gets it towards the at the end of the very next decade when Columbine happens. He, he's blamed for it. So, and literally, no, you know, I will say about Marilyn Manson. I guess, I guess they were right about him, but about all the not the things they thought about. So, because he ends up being a piece of shit in the recent recent years, things have come up, but <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't his music. Um, that was so vile, but yeah, he would be a poster child there um, towards the end of the decade for similar things. But uh, the Judas right. Priest thing, there is a documentary, um, Dream Deceivers, the story behind James Vance versus Judas Priest. That's out there for people to see with uh, breaking the law, breaking the, the, uh, law. the actual break, break. Well, the actual breaking the law video is. Uh, it's a, definitely a throwback to the early eighties when you could just have mm-hmm. one con- concept in your video and just roll with that through the whole, uh, you know, yeah. storyline, um, you know, Judas priest, they, they roll up in a big, uh, Cadillac convertible and rob a bank with guitars. Yes. I love it. So old school. And yeah. like there, and there's this great, his tradition. I would love to like, if so, you know, obviously no one would pay me to ever research this, but I know this is not the only eighties video where someone like is, you know, uh, attacking people with guitars. Like I know like fantasy by Aldo Nova, he has like lasers come out of his guitar mm-hmm. and uh, you know, attack things. And this they're pulling, they're pulling a bank robbery with guitars. Yeah, it, it wasn't. Was it the damn Yankees where like Nugent goes out for a solo and deflects bullets or something? Yeah, I think that is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, sort of like a long, a long history and tradition of people using guitars as guns. You know. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. Th- uh, this video um, is directed by Julian Temple, and he has done yeah. loads of music videos. Uh, like significant ones, well-known ones for artists uh, like uh, this year, like the Sex Pistols, Dexy's Midnight Runners, Gary Newman, Culture Club, Tom Petty, Janet Jackson, Wilson Phillips, Brian Adams, Van Halen. He did Jump for Van Halen. 
Um, so people were putting him the big guns. Whitney Houston, even uh, David Bowie, Chardé, just awesome. He's done a couple documentaries too, but he was he's primarily this gigantic music video guy. And this is one of his probably his earliest because this is at the peak. Oh, this is the opening of music videos here in 1980. He he also directed one of my uh, like weird favorite weird comedies of the 80s, Earth Girls Are Easy. Oh yeah, with, okay, with, yeah. With uh, Jeff Goldblum and Damon Wayans and a very young Judy Davis and uh, Downtown Judy or not Downtown Judy Brown, the other Julie Brown. That movie's really quirky and fun. I really enjoy that. And his documentary about Joe Strummer is great. Uh, if you haven't seen it, the future is unwritten. Very, very good, very good stuff. But um, I love how this is. First of all, it's shot on film. Mm-hmm. This video, and yeah. a lot of these videos they they shot on video, but this was shot on film. It definitely has that that film look, right? And it definitely, um, even in the eighties, this this bank looks old. You know, what I mean, it looks like right. a bank from the sixties. It's got the the old wooden teller uh, uh, drawers and everything, and the, the old uh, you know the cage, the actual cage cages around where the teller stands. And they're able it's to just probably kind of an old set, like probably, and it, it's probably what was left. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely old. But uh, it's it's just hilarious, and they blow the safe open with the uh, with the, the guitars. And I love. I don't know if you noticed this or not, but when he blows the safe door open, there's a giant sign right next to the safe door that says "Bank." Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a bank. Thanks, guys. <laughs> this is like Looney Tunes, where they just like put a sign for what it is, like generic, just bank. But yeah, the, the guy. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go. It's fine. The security guard is the worst in this whole video, though. Yeah. Like, first of all, he just watches the whole robbery on TV, mm-hmm. and then he switches over the TV. He pulls out a cardboard black guitar. It's not even a real guitar. It's a fake flying V plywood or cardboard guitar and plays air guitar to Judas Priest uh, concert footage. Yeah, because if you can't beat them, join them. I guess. Or attempt to join the band or something. It's infectious. It's a disease, their music. <laughs> yeah. It gets in he's the authority, inf- even turns over. Yeah, he's been infected by metal, man. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the video... You know, you said it's shot on film, which is surprising. Like, this feels super British, too. Like, the look of it. And yeah, I'm surprised they right. would have shot this on on their videotape that they used to do for everything. But um, it does, yeah, it feels super British. It's definitely on it, film. It almost gives it like, like a Get Carter, like 60s crime vibe look because it's shot on that yeah. kind of film screen, that mm-hmm. kind of lighting, you know? Yeah. So, I was impressed by that, you know, especially, I mean, back then the, the budgets for music videos were nothing, you know, right. because the, they weren't really you know, as popular as they ended up getting to be late, later in the um you know, this is the discovery period, right. but this is ambitious. Right. This is pretty ambitious for being a little video or, or trying something wacky out. Um, <laughs> they, they get to the safe, <laughs> and then Rob Halford r- bends the bars with his bare hands. Yes, <laughs> to get his gold record out of the safe. Right? Yeah, that's what they took it from me. <laughs> that's what they. That's what they stole. Not money. Not gold. You know. Not there's all this other. Like treasure, they show in that safe, but nope, they take the gold record. Well, and everything like breaks with their like music, like the glass, the uh, yeah. the the, uh, the glasses on everybody, and but except the the gold record's fine. That the power of metal, it's the power, power of metal, metal, dude. metal awards. Um, <laughs> and Halford, man, he has great charisma, and like he just like oh, he's yeah. able to just carry this video. He's and, one of the great frontmen of, of yeah. metal for sure. I mean. 
I saw him live at Ozfest. I think it was in the late '80s or whatever. And uh, it's a great performance, great showman. So yeah, it really comes off in this video for sure. Yeah, oh for sure. Like he is all around the frame and everything. His guys are just like jamming and stuff, but he is able. Yeah. He, he's like really little, and he can leap around and stuff. And I thought he like young Rob Halford looked like he kind of looks like he could be like Chris Martin's punk rock, much cooler, not giving a fuck cousin. <laughs> Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that's what I look like. Um, but yeah, I also love that they give them a big old convertible to drive around in. So yeah, one, they can, totally. they can all fit in there, and then we can have scenes of them jamming and the wind just blowing against them. Yeah, that is, by as that's just metal, dude. Can, that's yeah. metal. Biggest do, convertible possible. I uh, I told I wrote down on my, my, on my notes, I put... This is one of the most metal punk or punk or metal videos of all time. Just <laughs> and like you said, like doing a bank heist with guitars, like yeah, and singing, like that, and then the car driving, but like just and right. I forgot there's pilgrims in this video too. Oh yeah, well they're all dressed as pilgrims in disguise. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Heist. You know, they have them, one of them comes out like the adult bookstore or whatever. One's like walking down an alleyway, and they're all. Well, it has to be an carrying. adult bookstore, right? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, <laughs> it's just funny. You no, know, it's hilarious. And I mean, hey, oh. it's it's the song is called Breaking the Law. And what they do in the video is break the law. So, I mean, it's perfect. Just, it's all there. I just I really like this period, like from like the really early MTV stuff is like really with the videos I tend to love, too, just because they're so inventive. They're on shoestring budgets. You know, they didn't ask for permits to film this stuff at oh, all. No, ever. no. And then you you watch something like this, which is like fairly Spartan and, and well thought out and everything. And then like, just like four years later, you get something like Duran Duran's The Wild Boys, yeah. you know, which is like a million dollar Russell Mulcahy production of, you know, with a 16 minute prologue and stuff. It's just insane how quickly the art form becomes from something, you know, you know, Spartan and like, uh, like real indie and kind of off the cup and, and small scale to something bloated. Right. Well, it's funny, and that it goes that way. Huge and overproduced. It goes that way per genre too, because if you look at the rap videos from like the '80s, late '80s, and then you get to like the the late '90s with like Puffy and stuff, and they're like got boats and helicopters and explosions, a big like all of a sudden there's money in them, uh, where they used to just be like, "Can we get a bunch of people dancing in your backyard and drinking? Cool, there's your video," and then they became these epic things. But yeah, it's quite crazy. You know, where they come from, where they go, and all that. But, um, yeah, that's... Slap, slap that meme on there. You know, well, that escalated quickly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but there's something raw and powerful and cool and goofy and awesome at the same time about this Breaking the Law video. Mm-hmm. All around. But uh, yeah. of that, that'll do it here for uh, this week on the show. Mr. Jim Deese, thank you for Breaking the Law, Breaking the Law with me here uh before Sorry, we head man. yeah before we head I'm on out go, i'm about to go live after midnight Ooh, <laughs> yeah so hardcore um yeah, man. before we head on out uh, let people know where they can keep up with you and find you around the i guess the podways. uh the, if you go to the taylor uh taylor you can find the Nothing's On podcast. Or, you know, you could just you know tell your Amazon Alexa, hey, Alexa, play Nothing's On podcast. 
that'll work too. Uh, it's our weekly look at uh, TV and uh, movie and entertainment news uh, with me and Donnie Salvo and Daryl Taylor. It's a lot of fun. It's a good way to start your week. Usually it publishes every Monday uh, in the afternoon. Um, also, you can catch me at hhwlod.com for the Walking Dead TV podcast. Right now we're covering Fear of the Walking Dead, which has turned into a surprisingly good show. And uh, Walking Dead World Beyond. Uh, so we were, we've been there from the beginning. We're going to be and check, check that out as well. All right. Excellent. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brandon4KUHD. Written work at YSOBlue.com. Show returns all new next week. But hey, until then, stay film positive. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Olsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found.